Hey friend, welcome back to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Micah McCurry, your host, and I'm so very thankful once again to be speaking to you. I'm going to ask you to grab your Bibles and go to the book of Mark. The book of Mark, chapter number three, that's where I am and that's where we will be. The book of Mark, and we are about halfway through this chapter. We are making good time. I know, we're going to hit a bump in the road, we're going to hit a snag, it's going to slow us down, but so far, we're, we're, we're making good time here. The book of Mark, chapter number three. While you turn there, let me tell you about a gospel tract. I mentioned this gospel tract yesterday on the broadcast. I have in my hand a gospel tract called Bound No More. And this gospel tract right here was written by a doctor friend of our ministry. Amazing testimony of God saving one of his patients in the emergency room not long ago. He turned it into this gospel tract, and we are so privileged to be able to share it with you today. Those of you watching on YouTube, if you're wondering if I purposely matched my shirt to the lights behind me to the color of this gospel tract, everything's blue today. Everything's blue. That was not on purpose. I'm just looking at myself in the monitor as I speak to this microphone and camera, and I realize that everything's blue today. Well, this gospel tract, Bound No More, has a graphic. It's amazing how Austin our lead designer does these things of, of chains shattering bound no more freedom from addiction that's what it says on the front cover in a beautiful blue and dark gray I'd encourage you go to bibletracksinc.org that's bibletracksinc.org today Day, if you would, I'd encourage you, if you have the opportunity, to get some of these gospel tracts and to use them. Maybe you work in an addictions ministry. Maybe you work at a homeless shelter. Maybe you go into prisons. This gospel tract right here would be excellent for all of those opportunities. Let me encourage you, BibleTracksInc.org today. Now, I've got some music to tell you about. Miss Ruby Wagonshoots did a phenomenal recording with us. We had the opportunity to produce it here at Bible Tracks Incorporated and Paul Levine Studios. And this CD titled, This Is My Story, This Is My Song, it's on all streaming platforms. So you can search it that way. Her last name is spelled, it's Ruby, and then Wagonshoots is W A G. E-N-S-C-H-U-T-Z. You say, I didn't get all that. Not a problem. Here's what I want you to do. Text the word music. If you want to know how you can get this gospel, not this gospel track, if you want to get this album from Paul Levine Studios, text the word music. The word music to this phone number. You may have heard this phone number before. I'll give it to you again. We have people text in basically every day. Text the word music, M-U-S-I-C. That's a whole lot easier than wagon shoots. M-U-S-I-C, the word music to this phone number. I'll give it to you real slow twice while you find your Bible and go to the book of Mark. Ready? Three, zero, nine, three, one, six, seven, two, four, zero. I'll give it to you one more time. Here's the phone number I want you to text the word music to. It's three, zero, nine, three, one, six, seven, two, Four, zero. Now, let's find our Bibles. Go to the book of Mark, chapter number three. Here we go. Verse number 16 through 18 says this. Oh, let's back up to verse number 14 just to give us some context. We're going to focus in on 16 to 18. Chapter, four, chapter three, verse 14. And he, speaking of Jesus, ordained at 12 that they should be with him 
and that he might send them forth to preach, and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. And Simon he surnamed Peter, and James the son of Zebedee, and John the brother of James, and he surnamed them... Now here's a word for us that sounded out together. My daughter, she's five, she's learning to sound words out, and she'll read a book to us. My wife and I and her sister, she reads the books now, and I'm enjoying watching her learn to read, but she's learning to sound words out. So let's see if dad can sound things out. It helps. I have little squiggly lines and straight lines above here. Uh, let's see, it's the end of chapter, let's see, the end of verse 17, and he surnamed them Boanerges, Boanerges. Am I saying that right? Bible scholar out there, you can let me know. I should have listened to Alexander Scorby say it before I attempted it. Which is the sons of thunder. And Andrew, verse 18, And Andrew and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas and James the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus and Simon the Canaanite. And verse number 19, let's add that. And Judas Iscariot, which also betrayed him, and they went into an house. We'll talk more about Judas in the coming days, but we're going to talk about being Jesus's disciple today. Jesus's disciple, a little study on the disciples. As we delve into the lives of these disciples, let me encourage you to be a disciple of Christ. We're going to give a simple outline a little later on today about being a disciple, but let's just run down the 12 disciples. First, we have Peter. Originally, a fisherman named Simon. Jesus, of course, renamed him Peter. He was a passionate, outspoken disciple known for his deep faith and occasional doubts. And, of course, he later became a leader in the early church. Andrew was Peter's brother, also a fisherman. And Andrew introduced, get this, Andrew introduced Peter to Jesus and was often known for his humility and willingness to serve. James uh, the Greater, as you may call him, James and John, he's the brother of John, He's a fisherman and a son of Zebedee. James was one of the three closest disciples to Jesus. Who were they? Can you name them? James and John and, yeah, you guessed it, Peter. And he was, James, was the first disciple to be martyred. What I, I say honor because it is to die is gain. To live as Christ, to die is gain. John. James's brother, also a son of Zebedee and a fisherman. He was the author of the Gospel of John, three epistles, and the book of Revelation. He was known as the beloved disciple, and he was one of, again, the three closest to Jesus. Philip, originally from Bethsaida, Philip was instrumental in bringing others to Christ, including the disciple Nathaniel. Bartholomew, also known as Nathaniel, he was from Cana and uh, seemed to be known for his honesty, sincerity. He initially doubted Jesus, but after meeting him, he became a devoted follower. And it's amazing, as we talked earlier this week about being familiar or being a follower, when you meet Jesus, uh, there's no mistaking anymore. It's amazing how quickly you would want to follow him. Jesus can be very, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, polarizing. Either you want to follow him or you want to kill him. And the Pharisees found that out. The, uh, let's see, Matthew, a former tax collector. Matthew left his profession to follow Jesus. He authored the Gospel of Matthew, was known for his strong emphasis on Jesus' fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies. Thomas, who has this, this name, what do we call him? We always call him Doubting Thomas. But I will say, preached a message not long ago, the Bible tells us that all 12 doubted. So it wasn't just Thomas, but due to his initial disbelief, he was called Doubting Thomas in his initial disbelief in Jesus' resurrection. He later declared his faith upon seeing the risen Christ and was known for his unwavering loyalty. James the Lesser, 
or the son of Alpheus. Little is known about this James, but scholars believe that he may have been a close relative of Jesus. We're not sure. Can't I can't prove that to you, but it may be likely. Thaddeus, he, there is limited information on Thaddeus, but he is sometimes identified as the author of the epistle of Jude. Don't hang your hat on that. Uh, we'll get to heaven and find out. Simon the Zealot, a former political activist, Simon left his past behind to follow Jesus. He was known for his zeal and dedication to the cause of Christ. We can make some application right there about how God doesn't need political activists as much as he needs people that are active about the gospel. If you are a Republican or a Democrat before you're a Christian, then you got things out of order. I don't care if you're an independent, if you have your political acumen or your political standing or beliefs, or or if you know, I will say this, if you know more because you watch CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, or you fill in the blank, if you know more about what's going on in the legislature, and I'm not saying we should be ignorant brethren, but at the same time, if you know more about what uh, executive orders are being signed than you do about the Bible, then maybe maybe that's a reason why our country is in the state that it is. Of course, then Judas Iscariot, he's infamous. He betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, and we'll talk about him later on. Realize that these 12 disciples, with the exception, of course, of Judas, they went on to spread the gospel message, and they were instrumental. God used them to establish the early church. Let's talk about very quickly the call to follow Jesus uh, as it pertain, uh, as it echoes throughout the gospels. Matthew chapter 4, 19, and he saith unto them, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. John 1, 43. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and findeth Philip and saith unto him, Follow me. The call to follow Jesus is a call to fellowship. You don't get to follow Jesus and chart your own path. You follow Jesus. Let me encourage you, as we talked previously, don't just know who Jesus is. Don't just be familiar with Jesus. Be a true follower of Jesus. We talked yesterday about the fact that there is hard work when it comes to following Jesus, but there's a cost to discipleship. Luke 9, 23, and he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Luke fourteen twenty seven, and whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. We should, we must love Jesus above all else to be his disciple. I won't, we won't look there for sake of time. Matthew 10, 37, Luke 14, 26. We need to be obedient to Jesus' teachings. John 8, 31, Matthew 28, 19, 20. That's a part of the Great Commission. And we should love one another as his disciples. We'll conclude with this thought. It's amazing how, it, it, you've probably heard this illustration before, but very quickly, with any marriage, with any any job, any employee, employer, any church, when you have Christ as the head, if you think of a pyramid or a triangle, when Christ is at the head, it doesn't matter how far apart we are on the bottom of the pyramid. If our joint goal is to get to Christ, there will be unity. Unity is not the goal. Unity is a byproduct of the goal. The goal is to be like Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Our desire is, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the, mer by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. All of that, that's the goal. When that happens, it's amazing how Christians get together and behave well and enjoy each other's company. It's amazing how all those things go hand in hand. Unity is not the goal, 
but being a disciple of Jesus is the goal, and in that so doing, unity will happen. We'll end with this, John 13, 34. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall, get this, all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Is it easy to figure out if you're a disciple? Or are you constantly at odds with everyone around you? Let me encourage you, friend. If you're listening right now and you have aught against your brother, maybe go to them. Pray about it. Go to them and say, I'm, I'm, I am so sorry for carrying this bitterness with me. I've got to be done with it. I want to be a better disciple of Jesus. If you're listening right now and you want to be a disciple of Jesus and you don't know how, would you reach out to me? I'd love to hear from you. Let me give you the phone number one more time. Text me at 309-316-7240. I've had a wonderful time today. We'll conclude the week tomorrow. Have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.